It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. It's never been about revenge. It's about a reckoning. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Flotsam. Your team. Bob. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low price is all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you the packers and the jets kick off their joint practices yesterday they will be doing it again today no jordan love at practice yesterday but we did hear from aaron Rodgers, and even he admitted that there were some nice takeaways some good use of this practice. And so I wanted to touch on that before I got into some of the nitty gritty from the practice. Matt LaFleur talked about this as well before the practice, that these reps are not just about deciding who's going to play and who's not going to play. It's about adding situational opportunities to get different looks. When you go against the same guy day in and day out for two, three weeks, you begin to understand, okay, this is what he's good at. This is what he doesn't doesn't do well. And I can beat him this way. And after a while, it becomes a little mind numbing and you're not having to really work hard because you, you kind of know the deal. But you go up against some new guys. You got to think about some new ways to handle things. And that is both mentally and physically taxing in new and different ways. That's just sort of high level why you do this. It's an added level of competition. It's stuff that you're not as used to seeing, especially for the offense against the Jets defense and vice versa. The Jets offense against the Packers defense. By all accounts, the Packers defense uh, played much better. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But Matt LaFleur said he talked to Robert Sala, who's one of his best friends, if not his best friend. Uh, His words, not mine. I don't have any understanding of the intensity of his friendships. They're his friendships. But he said, I told Sala not to hold back on the blitzes to show our offensive line some different kinds of looks. And they're not going to scout them. In a normal week, you'd game plan. You'd go, okay, these are the kinds of blitzes they like to call in these situations. Out of empty, they like to bring pressure. Uh, you know, on third and six plus, they like to come from this side. They like to overload blitz. They like to double A gap blitz. 
They didn't do any of that. They just said, hey, let's just go out there, show us what you got, and we'll try and figure it out. And you have a rookie center who's out there trying to make sure he understands the calls, understands the protections, and not only is trying to work it all out mentally, but then has to hold up against guys like Quinn Williams inside, who's a really good player when you go ones versus ones. And Royce Newman, who is a day three pick, who is fighting for a starting job and was out there with the first set of ones, JRJ at left guard, Royce Newman at right guard after Lucas Patrick's dreadful preseason performance. We were told maybe they would go with Braden and Newman, and and we saw that uh, at practice the day before. But then for this first joint practice, uh, we saw JRJ at left and Royce Newman at right. So that's two rookies. They have to be ready to go week one with some of these exotic looks, with understanding where pressure, where they're most vulnerable uh, in different formations, um, where your responsibilities are, and what what is going to beat you the fastest. You have to make sure you're playing your technique, playing your scheme, and understanding where you're vulnerable is part of that deal. Understanding, okay, this is what we're trying to accomplish here. And so if they bring if they bring pressure this kind of way, I need to step this way. I need to work inside out or whatever it is. All of that stuff, you know, it's a little different when you're scripting it in practice, even just subconsciously for the offense. If you're Matt LaFleur, you, you might want to put them in a bad position and you have Joe Barry go, okay, we're going to bring pressure this kind of way. But even that, if you're Matt LaFleur, it's, it's just not as productive as if it's organic. And we, we saw after the fact, Aaron Rodgers talked about it. Josh Myers did not have his best day. And he said, look, I, I expect him to bounce back tomorrow. It, it's This was this day was not up to his standard. And he didn't say it in a, in a um, you know, a, a critique sort of way. He was just like, yeah, he, it was different for him. And I expect him to be better tomorrow. It was it was uh, in some ways it was a show of support. To say, look, he's he is a promising young player. He's still figuring this stuff out, and he's got to be better tomorrow. And that is the heart of the reason you do this stuff. It's so that you struggle in preseason games and in joint practices, so that you don't have to struggle during the game. That you, you want to condense down the negative outcomes from mistakes so that you can teach and learn from those mistakes. And then when the games really matter, you do not make those mistakes. If the first time you're going out and you're seeing a new defense is week one, it's far more likely, theoretically, that you are going to make mistakes. And then it has to be corrected either in the game or at practice the next week. And you're not gonna get as many reps to get that stuff figured out. The Packers may see stuff now, oh, Royce Newman, he is very quick on the uptake. Oh, he struggles with this kind of player. That's the other thing. You are limited in practice by the players on your team. So if you're an interior offensive lineman in LA and you have to go up against Aaron Donald every week, that is a very different scenario than the 31 other teams in the league face. And if you're on a team where you don't have anyone inside, who can threaten you like that. And and by the way, no one does. But even if we're just talking like degrees of magnitude, where you don't have anyone across from you that can threaten you, it's not the same. You can't simulate that. And that's just not going to be the case every week. There are guys out there. Fletcher Cox is going to show up. Or, you know, if it's not the Packers, you know, there are some teams out there. The, The Rams are a good example. 
They don't have great one-on-one edge rushers. So, okay, if you're those offensive tackles, that's not what you're what you're seeing in practice is not what you're going to see week in and week out in the NFL. In your own division, you've got to deal with D Ford and Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa twice a year. And and you got to deal with Chandler Jones and, and JJ Watt now and and Aaron Donald on on tackle and stunts and all those kinds of things. You can't simulate that if you don't have anyone like that. And so that's another reason why these are important reps. Because you're going to get a different look, a different kind of player. Elijah Moore is not someone the Packers really have. They have a small, quick guy in Amari Rodgers, but he's not fast the same way uh, Elijah Moore is. He's not a deep threat. He's not being used the same kind of way. And, you know, if you're if you're playing backup quarterbacks, you're not seeing Kyle Wilson. It's Zach Wilson, guys. I know, but we, we got to stick with the bit now. He is a young, very talented quarterback. And guess what? The Packers defense yesterday handled it with a plum. Um, sacked him seven times. We're going to talk about the pressure and, and what this defensive front can do. The secondary, Eric Stokes, uh, and, and all those things. But those different looks provide an opportunity for you to get a little bit better. Okay, now I've seen this guy. You know, Quinton Williams does not win the same way Kenny Clark does. They're both very good players, but they don't win in the exact same kinds of ways. And so getting exposed to that if you're Josh Myers, if you're Royce Newman, now you can go back and watch the tape and say, okay, this is how this guy attacks you. Because Kenny Clark, even if, let's just say they were similar players. And they're somewhat similar. I mean, there's there's plenty of, of crossover there, but they're, they're not going to have the exact same plan of attack because it, they just play a little bit differently. So now you're seeing a player of Quinn and Williams' caliber and you are going against a different plan, even if there are guys in your locker room who, in terms of player quality, are similar, they don't play the exact same kind of way. And that has value. And so, you know, Matt LaFleur talked about the importance of these opportunities and and the importance of preseason. And we hear a lot from players, oh, you know, they don't really like it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play in preseason. Well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need preseason. He's seen it all. But in 2007, Aaron Rodgers needed the preseason. 2006, Aaron Rodgers needed the preseason. He needed those reps. He needed the opportunity to go against live defense because he wasn't getting a lot of reps in practice. And Jordan Love, he needs these reps. Unfortunately, not able to be out there yesterday. Uh, by the time you listen to this, we may know if he's going to go today. It, it seems like they're optimistic that he can go on Saturday. At the very least, you'd like him to play in the exhibition game. It would be a bummer if he doesn't get to practice all week. These these joint practices, even if he, he's just doing some some light throwing, you know, maybe you, you just do some. They're not doing one on ones, but seven on seven or half field stuff. Some of that work you might still be able to get in. Uh, that even that would have some value. And, and I think the Packers will will likely think long and hard about uh, about what that could be in terms of the value relative to the risk. Jordan Love clearly wants to be out there. I mean, even after he did his rehab yesterday, he was back out watching and and getting involved in the conversations. And, and those are moments, as I said yesterday, that do matter in your development. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com has reliably low prices for every customer, and they've been serving them for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. And when you do, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. If you're like me, just about every day you stare into the cabinet going, why don't I have anything good in the house? If you're a cheesehead, you probably love cheese as much as you love the green and gold. You know how the best part of a grilled cheese sandwich is the cheese that melts off the pan and gets crunchy? Well, Just the Cheese made a bar out of just that, and that's why I started snacking on Just the Cheese. Just the Cheese brings you cheese, 100% cheese with no fluff or filler like you've never had it before as a salty baked snack. It's cheese and crackers without the crackers, which means without the unnecessary carbs. My favorite is the jalapeno. You've got that cheesy, spicy combo. I've started giving it to my toddler. Little pieces. They are. It is crunchy, but he loves it. No complicated recipes or almond flour that makes you feel like you're eating a health food. Just natural cheese baked until it's crunchy to give you that great taste of Wisconsin cheese with the crackle of a cracker. Locked on Packers listeners get 20% off when you use the promo code 20LOCKEDON at checkout on Amazon. And because it's on Amazon, that means you don't have to live in Wisconsin to get that signature Wisconsin cheese fix. Use the promo code LOCKEDON on Amazon and have it sent to you wherever you are. That's promo code 20LOCKEDON for 20% off on Amazon. So I want to talk about this defense because um, by by one media person's numbers, um, the Packers had seven sacks in the joint practice. Eric Stokes had a cat blitz sack. Zach Wilson just never saw him coming. Um, Preston Smith had a couple wins against Mekhi Becton. Jonathan Garvin had a win against Mekhi Becton, who is one of the, the rising stars at offensive line in the league. And I am... That, but the, all of that, by the way, as as my friend Jacob Westendorf, friend of the show, pointed out, uh, without Zedaria Smith and with a limited Rashawn Gary, this team is going to need its guys to win one-on-one battles. And Joe Barry, when he does dial up pressure, is going to have to make sure they're getting home. And and what I'm fascinated to see, and that, in, in a lot of ways, that's just like Captain Obvious, duh. Um, but... Some teams rely on blitzing. Like the, the Ravens will just blitz you to death. And if you beat them, you beat them. Great. But their thing is, we think we can we can get to you often enough and create enough havoc in your game plan that you're gonna you're gonna throw us the ball once or twice, or we're gonna create a fumble and it's gonna swing the game. And yeah, you might hit a home run or two on us, but we're gonna we're gonna stress you out and throw you off your rhythm. And, and by the way, we've got the corners to cover behind when we do send pressure and we're going to play our, you know, our guys manned up on an island. We don't think you can beat Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey and Jimmy Smith and all these guys. The Packers are seemingly not going to do that. Brandon Staley did not bring a ton of pressure last year. Vic Fangio in general does not bring a ton of five, six, seven man pressure. He does not... He, he did not and does not do that. He relies on 
judicious use of the blitz. And they do a lot of stuff up front, gaming and scheming up pressure, where you might only bring five, but you end up getting a free rusher. Or you might only bring four, but you end up getting a free rusher because of the way guys are slanting, because of the the way guys are stunting and moving and replacing and all the things that you can do up front. And, And the Rams do a terrific job of it. They did last year. And we saw it a little bit in the preseason. They sent Oren Burks a couple times on just simple A-gap pressure. And he also flew downhill. I don't know if it was on a run blitz or if he's just reading his key, shooting a gap and firing. Maybe that is something that Joe Barry is, is teaching them. And maybe it's something that, that we'll get some insight on from Barry over the course of the preseason or into the season if this is something that, that we get to see a little bit more. You know, when we were discussing this all in the offseason about this this blending of styles, uh, Matt LaFleur wants to play more man coverage. Now, this pattern match um, that that they do, the match zone stuff, in a lot of cases, even though it's too deep, it's not quarters, it's really man on the outside, man principles on the outside. And that creates opportunities, especially when you go three by one, the backside corner has got man. And, and you have to be able to hold up in what is essentially man coverage. That also means you have to be able to get pressure with four and five guys. And what we saw against the Texans was more of those uh, true three, four fronts where you've got the, the three defensive linemen and four true linebackers with, with two guys, with, with Burks and Barnes. We didn't see Campbell. That is something that I think we're going to see more and more. And maybe what we'll see is, you know, really a 4-2-5-1 where you've got two interior defenders, two edge guys, and two linebackers plus your your corner and nickel. I want to see, okay, when they're a nickel, do you have two linebackers? Okay, you're going to play tight, two defensive linemen, you know, in the B gaps, and you've got your edge guys, and now you're, you're, you're going from there, and that's your nickel. Are you going to play big nickel with that extra safety instead of the linebacker, but he's a box player, someone like Vernon Scott? There are a lot of ways that they can manipulate their personnel to create matchup advantages for them, and you have to have your best guys on the field. So how many different ways can you deploy Zadarius Smith so that Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith are on the field with him as often as possible? How many opportunities can you give Kenny Clark in pass rush situations? Kingsley Kiki comes back to practice and immediately makes an impact, had a pair of sacks depending on who's counting. And remember, in practice, you can't hit the quarterback anyway, but uh, you know you just have to sort of make your best. You, you hold up and you have to make your best guess on, on who is actually going to finish those plays. And of course, even, even when you get in the backfield, there's no guarantee that uh, you, know, you can finish that, especially against athletic slippery quarterbacks uh, and Aaron Rodgers proves that all the time you know, the big guys like Justin Fields is going to be Cam Newton Ben Roethlisberger uh, Josh Allen Trevor Lawrence now they're going to be tough to bring down but getting in the backfield and creating that penetration Jonathan Garvin had a couple nice reps where he got inside and, and got into the backfield you need those guys to win your their ones because it seems like Joe Barry's not going to bring a ton of pressure and if he's not, then you have to be able to hold up in coverage. Jair Alexander, a handful of pass breakups, a couple in the red zone. Uh, Adrian Amos, a near interception. And Eric Stokes holding up in coverage on the outside. He got 
the first team reps at right corner opposite Jair Alexander. Now Kevin King still being eased back, but Stokes just might not give up that role again. It might just be his now. He might just be that guy. Now, Jerry Gray, you know, saying all the right things. I don't think you can lose your job to injury. But now that Kevin King is coming back and getting some reps, if Eric Stokes keep, keeps playing the way that he is, might not matter. It might not matter. And even though he was a press man corner at Georgia, the Packers are not pressing as much. They're playing more off. But there's still a ton of man concepts in this defense. And I think from that standpoint, his athletic traits show up when that's what you're trying to do. And so if you have the horses up front, the pass rushers, and it seems like Green Bay does. Preston Smith has had a pretty solid training camp by all accounts. Rashawn Gary has been a a demon since he stepped on the field in 2021. And that goes back to the end of the 2020 season into the playoffs. Kenny Clark healthy and looking explosive. We haven't even seen Zadarius Smith yet because he's dealing with an injury. And then you, you get to dial up some of that pressure look. Okay, now you've really got something. And then... Jair Alexander, all pro caliber corner. Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, those guys are pro bowl to all pro caliber corner safeties. And Shannon Sullivan seems to be thriving in this star role. No one else is even close to challenging him to play that spot, although apparently Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage really want an opportunity to do that. My guess is, depending on the matchup week to week, we may see more of that, maybe against teams that that have a, a little bit more of a move tight end. You might see someone like Darnell Savage, who's shown really good capabilities in covering tight ends uh, against a team like the Saints, maybe because of what Alvin Kamara can do um, and, and the lack of true receiving threats. Maybe you feel like you don't need uh, to have... Uh, Darnell Savage is deep as often. You let him play underneath and and rob the middle of the field maybe a little bit. Just to have some fun there. Spin him down uh, into the box and, and let him roam. That's not wouldn't be the true star, but just give him an opportunity to make some plays. Um, it all hinges on making sure you do not have a weakness at cornerback too. And if Eric Stokes continues to play the way that he has, Green Bay will not have a weakness there. And think about how different their season would be They'd probably be Super Bowl champions if they had Eric Stokes on this roster playing the way that he is. And, and, and again, it's a big jump going from what he what he's doing in training camp to what you can do in the regular season and then what you can do in the playoffs. I mean, Tampa Bay went after the guys that they knew would have trouble matching up with their guys. And that included Kevin King, especially Kevin King. Eric Stokes could probably run with Scotty Miller. He could run with Chris Godwin. He could run with Mike Evans. And that's a pretty good starting point. The fact that he also plays competitively and has the athletic traits to turn and move in, in man coverage might be a little grabby. You know, he, there is some hip stiffness there. He's not quite as fluid, certainly not as fluid as someone like Jair Alexander. But the Packers may have found someone who shores that up and allows them to maximize this scheme in a way that they probably could not have had Kevin King been the primary guy there. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sports betting needs. The NFL, you can bet on the preseason. College football is going to be here before you know it. There's still the FedEx Cup playoffs in golf. So before the next pitch, before the next kickoff, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance 
chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store before we get out of here i just want to make mention of kylan hill because he was someone that I, I think really popped in the preseason game. The screen was was obviously a big deal, but he has been solid in pass protection, has shown good hands. And if you go back to OTAs and and now in training camp, I mean, you know, the, the quiet, the quietly having a nice camp thing became a joke. But he's out there running with the ones with Aaron Jones dealing with an injury and AJ Dillon also now dealing apparently with a very minor calf injury, mostly precautionary. Kylan Hill is going to be a part of this offense. And he is a, a dynamic back in terms of his athletic ability. He's got some, some Aaron Jones, some home run hitter ability in there. And I, I think this backfield is more dynamic and explosive than we've seen it in a long, long time. And Jamal Williams, the best pass blocking back in the league, underrated in the passing game, really good hands, awesome in the screen game because of his vision, his ability to make one cut and go to set up blocks and then finish with power, always seeking contact. He was uh, just a, a rock damn solid player and he is a, a real NFL running back. Didn't have the home run hitting ability that someone like Kylan Hill does. Doesn't have the twitch that someone like Kylan Hill does. And even A.J. Dillon, who, you know, can be a little bit uh, lumbering just because he's huge in, in short areas. When he puts his foot in the ground and gets downhill, he can do it with burst. He can do it with force. And when you have three backs, we know Aaron Jones is a home run hitter. Well, A.J. Dillon can be. We saw him in the Titans game break off a long run. You get him into space, DBs are not going to want to tackle that guy. And Kylan Hill is starting to show, hey, I can be a factor here. And, and I think it is growing confidence every day that if there's an injury to Aaron Jones or if there's an injury to A.J. Dillon, he can step in and be a dynamic presence in this offense. We, we know what this offense can do for running backs. We've seen Kyle Shanahan cycle through running back after running back after running back, despite how much they've paid for backs over the years. And they all seem to have some measure of success. And that was always the joke with, with Mike Shanahan in Denver that it didn't matter who was out there. They could, they could run for a thousand yards. And that's not quite the case. I mean, we've seen the Rams struggle with, with finding the right guy for them. Um, and they lost, unfortunately, Cam Akers to an injury for the year this season. So we'll see if Daryl Henderson and and you know the guys that they have there can can give them something. 
Kylan Hill looks like someone who can give you that burst, who can who can create some chunk plays. And if you're going to take a running back, if you're going to have a running back, he can't just be a blocker. He can't just be, uh, you know, someone who knows where to be. It's not really a running back's job. Now, they have to know where to be. They have to know, um, you know, what protections look like, and you have to be able to pass block. But running backs who can break off yardage, who can cr- who can create chunk plays, those guys are the special backs. Those are those top-level guys. Derrick Henry is not a special back because of the highlights where he stiff arms guys. It's not that. It's not the power with Derrick Henry. It's the fact that at his size, with that power, he can run for 80 yards and and he can create space between him and a defensive back in the open field. He's got home run ability. There isn't an elite running back in the league who is not a threat every time he touches the ball to take it to the house. It, he just it it is just not it, it's not a thing. And so even if you're not an elite running back, if you have that ability, you know, you look around the league, there are some guys, Chase Edmonds is one of those guys. Kenyon Drake is one of those guys. Anytime they touch the ball, they could be gone. And and Tariq Cohen in Chicago, one of those guys. Now, you know, he, he his role in the offense has evaporated for a number of reasons, but you always knew that if, if he got a little bit of space, he could be gone. Those guys have more value. And maybe that is all Kylan Hill ends up being, a kick returner and a nice third down back who can run some gadget stuff with. That's great. On day, late on day three, that's great value. But showing that dynamic ability brings a new element to this offense um, in, in terms of the backup running backs. And, and I think that is really nice for the Packers to see. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. More to get to as we get ready for Packers Jets on Saturday afternoon. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.